Welcome to another episode of Confessions from the Desk of a Single Female Black Professor. And back by popular demand, I have a special guest, my oldest niece, Gambia. I don't think they can hear you. (laughs) So today, kind of like what we did before, um, we're just going to go back and forth. But I'm going to let Gam pick the topic. What? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I told you. Carson was asking, could he get some more chips? Yes. I don't care. It'd be like that sometimes. You know, I'm I'm not even gonna worry about editing that out because that that's a part. What <laughs> do you want? What? You Carson, you see you see you see you see yes. You didn't say hot chips. That's that's a part I of. I didn't even see my hot chips. I thought I put them in my purse. You know, I ain't gonna. Don't even worry about it. But um, that just all of that goes into being a mama, my aunt, a sister. So we're gonna keep rolling. But anyway, um, Gam, I'm gonna let you pick the topic. We are gonna talk about keeping them and leaving them. Keeping them and leaving them. Okay. Well, you start off because I want to understand what direction you're going in when you say keep them and leave them, or keeping them and leaving them. So start over. No. No. Okay. I, I was just think thinking. So. Okay. Go ahead. I think you know. I I feel. I mean, I'm trying to see what works for certain women or certain people because you know everyone has their own vibe everyone has their own thing that they like their niche so for someone that you would ditch is someone else's go-to guy or something someone that would work perfectly for someone else so what would it take for someone to keep someone and to leave them or how do we understand the keeping them and leaving them process? I would say that. Um, you said something to me a couple of days ago, and it made me think about it. Uh, it's a song by Ty Dolla Sign, mm-hmm. Your Turn. Your Turn. Yeah, and so when I think of dating, I look at dating as like a revolving door. It doesn't mean that you have people coming in and out, you know, your life all the time. But you can't know what you want until you realize what you don't want. So you're going to have to bump your head, you know, maybe a time or two. Very few people meet the person that they're going to be with the rest of their life, you know, after, you know, the initial occurrence. Most people, you got to date for a while, you know, or you just so ready to get married or so ready to be in a relationship that you just accept anything. Do you feel like you have to date somebody for a long time for you to know that they're the one, though? No, I don't. I've had a rule for as long as I can remember um, it was called a 30 day or it's called a 30 day rule. And, uh, within 30 days, if I'm in constant contact with the guy, I can tell you if that guy is going to be someone I'm going to be with for the long call. And especially at this point in my life, it is very easy for me to cut somebody off. And the reason mm-hmm. being is because I've, you know, as a woman, I've dealt with so many things by myself the the times where I needed, you know, a man the most I didn't have when I didn't have that support. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I'm just, you know, this hard to get along woman or I'm batshit crazy, even though I think every woman has a level of, of craziness. And that's something that not to cut you off, that every woman I feel like needs to real every woman, not some women. All women. That's something that I feel like is not no black and white situation. I feel like every woman is crazy and they in her own route. Hey, hi, mom. Uh, you crazy too, ain't you, grandma? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mom, you gonna pull the door up? Yeah, when I come back to it. Yeah. So appreciate that, mom. So, yeah. Um, I agree. I think every woman does have. Just wait, no, mom. It ain't. A, it's not about you trying to hear it. I'm like in the middle of recording, mom. Heist up t-shirt. The total. See, that's what I'm saying. It's funny though because it's just 
it, this is a part of my life. And while I would love for this podcast to be seamless and not have any interactions, that's not life. That's not you life. Know? You know, life this is just... not like that at all. Life is not perfect. It's not effortless. Think. I mean, shit be happening. And in people life. live in this bubble. So when it comes to dating, it's no different. Like right now, my mother knows that I'm recording this episode and she chooses to fuss at my youngest nephew. Like he don't always do shit. You know, he's always into something. So anywho, um, like she's in there in the damn lunch room. I hear the door, but <laughs> we going to wait a minute. She getting ready to come back through the door now. Yeah, just continue. So just go on with it. Go with the flow. When I think going back to what you you were asking me, um, I just think that that we're constantly in some sort of rotation or our turn or whatever the case may be. Um, For me, like uh, I won't even say I'm talking to him. Um, I was interviewing him, and you know, just like with an interview, uh, you may pick a candidate, and boom. You're like, yes, I want this candidate to work for my company. And then there are some people, you're like, okay, I'm going to hire, but I'm going to make sure I put this person on probation and kind of monitor. And even with probation, how long is the standard probation? At least, what, six months? Well, in most instances, it's like 90 days. Like some places, a lot of places, before you start getting your benefits, you know, it's it's 90 days. And in some places, like... You know, uh, you can get them the day you start, some 30 days. And so when I look at it from that perspective that companies are protecting their investment, you got to protect your investment, too. There is no way in the world that I'm just going to be with somebody, like I said, at this point in my life. And I know beyond a shadow of fact that there is no no future whatsoever. And um, the guy that I'm communicating with sad but true i don't see a future there i mean it would have to be some drastic changes because he is definitely set in his ways and it clashes Mm -hmm. with mine i mean yes i'm set in my ways as well but it's it's a different kind of like i will bend in my ways you know but he's just kind of like you know this is what it is um and you know take it or leave and i respect him for that but that doesn't mean that I have to, to be with him. To be, yeah. yeah. So what about you when you think of, you know, the rotation or it's your turn or, you know, how you play a role in men's life or lives? What comes to your mind? How do you feel about that? Um, At this point, I've gotten to realize that no matter how much we want to realize it or not or not, we need each other. When I say mm-hmm. like men and women, it's just like can't live with them, can't live without them mm-hmm. type thing. Like I feel just as much as you can do everything by yourself as a woman. Women are powerful. Women can work for themselves, cook, cook, clean, maintain a home. There's still some things that you need out of a man and likewise with men. With that to say, with the song, Your Turn. I say sometimes we deal with people of all, we deal with all different kind of people. I feel like certain people that we deal with is supposed to get us to a certain point in our life. And we sometimes get so fixated and think that, oh, this is, this person is the one, this is, this is who this is for me. This is it when maybe that person is just in your life to teach you a certain lesson. Maybe they're in your life for a certain season. Maybe they're in your life forever. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But we get too attached to what we want a person to be Mm -hmm. instead of just going with the flow. Instead of just... And I understand sometimes you can't just let things happen. But I think we as people get... We have... I don't want to say attachment issues, but we just have this. We have expectations. Mm. We have, you know, like expectations are so common nowadays. Like people just want a lot out of a person. Like say I was in a relationship with a guy and he paid my bills. He did this for me. and He did like that. And we just had an unfortunate breakup. And I get into a new relationship with this guy. And I want him to pick up where this last guy 
um, dropped off. And it's not necessarily going to happen like that. It's not fair He's either. not him. Right. You know it's not what I'm fair. I'm not the last woman that he was in a relationship mm-hmm. with. You know? So you have to meet people where they are in their life. And if you win, and a lot of people like to play the victim, but you can't because you have to meet people where they are in their life. And if you see someone is not where you want them to be in your life, but they are where they are in their life, you just have to accept it for what it is. Well, I accept agree. people for who they are. You uh-huh. know what I'm saying? And that comes with when you accept yourself for who you are, it's easy for you to accept people for where they are and who they are in their life. And that'll make relationships a lot easier, I feel like, when you do that. You said a whole lot, and you just got me thinking about so many different things. Because one of the things that came to mind is uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine a couple of days ago, Pastor. And um, he asked me, he was like, Weena, do you, do you ever think that you will get married? And I said, you know, I'm not anti-marriage at all. I think marriage works for those who make it work. However, for me, I feel like if I got married, I would give up my freedom based on societal standards. And that's just me. And I'm entitled to feel that way. And um, something. Right. And if I meet someone. Something. This this is a law of physics. Yeah. Passes through. Motion until something stops. Yes. And so if someone comes in my life and. You know, he presents that to me and and I can see that something is going to actually become of it, that I can be with this man for the long term. Then it's circumstantial. I'll have to evaluate that if that ever happens in my life. But during the times that I wanted to be married the most, it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so it's not that I'm bitter about it. It's just that I've worked extremely hard to provide a comfortable living for myself and my son and I don't want to let that go. I, I, I've created what is my peace and I've created what is my freedom. And so um, I think I'm going to say for me, the guys that I've come in contact with over the years, they have this expectation, like you were saying. And so um had a guy one time here recently, actually, you know, we were communicating with each other and we weren't on the same page. Hell, we weren't even in the same book. And I told him that. I was like, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I need right now. And if you can't give that to me right now, that's fine. But I can't get upset with you if I'm going to continue talking to you and you're not going to give me what I asked for. Another thing with me, I'm not in a hurry to put a title on what it is that I got. We, we've already had the conversation. We know what, what you're going to bring to the table, what I'm going to bring to the table. And if we agree on what, each, on what each other is bringing to the table, why do we have to put a title on it? To make everybody else feel a certain kind of way about it? Because if I know that you're fulfilling me in the way that I ask, and I'm fulfilling you in the way that you ask, it shouldn't matter. What we have going doesn't have to make sense to everybody else. It doesn't have to be broadcast on social media. We don't have to take selfies and all that shit together, mm-hmm. you know? And I told him, I said, we I need can, you. But, it doesn't have but to that's be not, posted. that's you know, right. That's not the purpose of it. I'm a very private individual. I did that one time. And I said to myself, to that point, I had never done it before. And then afterward, I said, I'll never do it again. Because here's the thing with it. When that guy and I were together, and I'm referring to my ex now. When him and I were together, um, actually it was his idea to post first and so i just kind of you know followed suit or whatever Mm -hmm. and then in all honesty i was happy you know Mm -hmm. i felt like he was fulfilling me in the way that i needed to be fulfilled at that time but the glitch with that is when you share excuse me when you share your personal Mm -hmm. life with the world like that you're going on different trips and you're doing different things together first of all everybody is not going to be happy for you Mm -hmm. Second of all, people are going to find ways to prey upon what you have. And lastly, when shit hits the fan, your your audience feels like you owe them an explanation. It's like a movie ending abruptly and you have no idea. Right. You know, you have no idea what 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 happened, what's the season finale or anything. Mm-hmm. 
So that was another reason why I said, you know, I, I won't do this. And it has nothing to do with being ashamed of who I'm talking to. But who I'm talking to, that's my private affairs. That doesn't have anything to do with, with, with the public. So, like, even when I have, you know, talked about different instances um, on the podcast, I never mention anyone's name. For one, I don't need anyone trying to sue me. I'm just starting out. I, I got, you know, kinks that I'm learning every week on how to work them out. But um, I don't say their names because I, I can't, you know, afford for somebody mm-hmm. to sue me, even though this is my opinion. These are my experiences. They are my reality. I still have to do what I'm supposed to do to protect their image and respect that, you know, right. or what have you. And so, um, anyway, when I tell a guy that, you know, Hey, this is what I'm looking for. They look at me like I'm crazy. They're like, you're gorgeous. You are highly intelligent. You got this, 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 and this. And you're telling me that you don't want to be married because I don't feel like I'm the prize. Yeah. I think a lot of people get misconstrued on that cause they just think like you have, they, they associate marriage with success or like just because you've reached a certain status in life that you should be in a relationship you should be in a successful relationship too like those two go hand in hand and that's not what a relationship is to me well i don't think that's what a relationship Mm -hmm. is to you either like i feel like it's deeper than that and a Mm -hmm. lot of people i feel like more so than not people are digging deeper into relationships now but a lot of people, it, it, I think it, and a lot of times when guys talk to you, it trips them out. I know we talk a lot and you say it trips guys out when they talk to you because it's like you expand their mind on a new horizon because you're different and you're, you you go to, you have depths to you that men, a lot of men have not been pushed to because it's like uh, I meet a woman She's nice. She's established. She has a nice career. She's taking care of her business. Oh, we're just going to be in a relationship. It's just typical. It's just role play mm-hmm. for a lot of people. It's not. A lot of people don't like to live in reality, I feel like. They don't date people that actually like them. Mm-hmm. They don't date people that they can talk to, that they can laugh with, that they can do things that actually like they can be themselves with like mm-hmm. I can fart around you mm-hmm. or burp around you or curse around you just say whatever is on my mind around mm-hmm. you listen to my music around you a lot of people don't be with people and that's why they don't feel like they're at home mm-hmm. with the person that they with and that's why a lot of people step outside you know or feel not that they step outside but that they feel some shame or some guilt about what they, they like but what they like or, hey, babe, I'm finna go out with my friends. It's guys, girls involved. All right, boo, go ahead and do your thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are not comfortable doing that because mm-hmm. they feel like if you can't get it from me, who you gonna go get it from? It's not that. It's it's. I'm an individual first. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that when it comes to to dating. I I'm sitting here thinking about the guy. The most recent guy uh, that uh, I told you about, the older guy. And so we went, you know, a while of not speaking to each other. And the reason that we went a while without speaking to each other is because I laid it out for him. You know, I wasn't, you know, sassy and ignorant and loud or anything like that. I just basically said, hey, at this point in my life, uh, we're not the two and you're not the one. And so I don't know if it took him a while to absorb that or what the case may be. So when he finally said something to me, he called and he said, I guess we broke up. And I said, well, first of all, we would have to be in a relationship in order to have broken apart. And so he was like, well, you know, basically, long story short, why haven't I heard from you? And I said, well, I made that very clear. I told you that we were not in the same book, that what we wanted, what we needed and what we desired in our life at this point, we're two different things. Just because I have, I've, I'm a certain age, I have a certain level of success, 
and because I'm single doesn't mean I'm available to anybody. Right, I'm or not desperate. Mean I'm, I'm easily accessible to any and everybody. Right. Like, yeah, you cool. I you know, like I you know, you can experience different people and date different people mm-hmm. and all of that, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be able to lock me down. Exactly. That I'm gonna be in a relationship with you just because of who you are. Like you said, you and a lot of women work uh very hard to get to where they are not only from a career but mentally physically financially you know what i'm saying especially mentally and fit i mean spiritually a lot of people work hard to get to where they are just to let anybody just to let somebody just say oh i'm a man i'm coming into your life like here i am prince charlie mm-hmm. this just this it's not that easy you know what i'm saying like okay you can come into my life but what do you really have? Yeah, I have standards. Yeah. And every woman has standards. Who are you to my life? Right. You have something to bring to the table, just like I have something to bring to the table. But that doesn't, just because you bring something to the table doesn't mean that I want to eat. That's what I want. Right. That what you're bringing is what I, because if you say, hey, baby, I'm bringing tuna fish. I don't like it. I've never eaten it. I'm not you open to trying. caviar. Yeah. I'm, 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 I don't want that. You know, this is supposed to be very fancy, but I'm just really not. I don't want to eat caviar every night. Honestly. And then here's the thing. I'm glad you said that because the other part to that, nothing's wrong with caviar at all. But I may not be at that point in my life where I want to eat caviar. You know, I may I may want chicken strips, you know, and I need you to be versatile with that. So I was telling him, um, I just got a two piece from Popeye's. I ain't feel like making no caviar. Right. You know, I just went in. And I need to be okay with that. Like, all right, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't feel like cooking tonight. Yeah, the switcheroo. And and that's the thing. What I'm I'm not necessarily saying he got to like Popeye's or caviar, but I think we're using a food analogy. But I think Mm -hmm. that the audience gets the the, the picture, at least for me. I need versatility. And so um, I was telling mom earlier today. It's like you have to be open, you know, to just being yourself at least or just being a person you know what i'm saying being confident and to be who you really are and not trying yeah to be somebody else not really just because some people just like being meek and you know some a lot of people are not comfortable with expansion in that aspect where they're just like i'm gonna be a woman if i want to do like this or Oh, you know, I can't be out here doing all of this and stuff like that. You know, that doesn't look good. You know, I understand you want to keep your, your reputation up and stuff like that. But, hey, we all humans at the end of the day. We all people. If you want to just do you. Mm-hmm. Be yourself. And, again, I think that's I know think to it. I know that's a lot. I mean, a lot of people just simply cannot do that. Um, and what I was saying with him is... Um, I had to tell him, I said, well, I had to remind him. I said, when I first started talking to you, I told you there were two things that I needed at this point in my life. I told you one of the things, I mean, well, the two things I told him I needed is that I needed somebody to uh, have sex with on a regular, consistent basis, Mm -hmm. and that I needed someone to keep a smile on my face. And I said, what I mean by that is I like to do certain things. I said, I'm not going to argue with you under any circumstances. Um, I want to make adventures. I mean, I want to go on adventures. I want to make memories. I want to have fun. You know, uh, you can get sex. I mean, honestly, even at my age, you can get sex from anybody. Now, is it going to be quality? Yeah, maybe not. But um, if that's all I wanted, I could go get that. But I desire to have something more than that. And I'm not looking for someone who needs to feel the need that he can control me or has Mm -hmm. this, you know, insecure as ego or what have you. I'm my own person, just like you're your own person. And I want somebody to finish whatever, whether it's 10 years, 20, 30, or another 50. I want somebody to share that with. I had to go through the death of my dad and my two sisters by myself. And that was by far one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, I've been at the hospital with my child too too many times by myself i don't want to and i may die before her i don't know but i don't want to experience the death of my mother by myself Mm -hmm. and i don't think 
what I'm asking for is asking for too much. I'm 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 asking for you to basically pay attention to me and love me in the way that I need to be loved. And then to be intimate on a regular, consistent basis. You know, I'm not asking you to change who you are as an individual. I'm not asking you to go overboard and, you know, do something extraordinary. I'm not asking you saying, hey, here's my list of bills. Mm -hmm. You know why? I was having this conversation with mom earlier today. And I said, mom, I really did not realize how tired my body was. And I said, do you know, outside of being a full-time parent to EJ, I have seven fucking jobs. Seven. And I said, I am responsible for seven different tasks that I am on payroll for. And when I think about that, finishing my dissertation, raising EJ, and we haven't even got to me yet, do you honestly think that I'm going to argue with your ass? I'm responsible for making sure that everything... Right. I'm too tired to fucking argue with you. I, I, first of all, I don't want to do it. Right. I, I'm not going to mess up my energy. But I want to all the, the the free time that I do have, I want to spend it doing good things. I want to exactly. spend it enjoying myself. Like, I feel like we are both very happy people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, very go-lucky, very free-spirited. Like, the... It, it it can set you off when you with someone that you know like I'm a good person I'm very happy very spirited and stuff like that and when I'm with you it's an argument about Mm-mm. who I am just over little things mm-hmm. I, we're arguing over little things last thing I want to do if I I got home you know I've gotten home excuse me it's eight o'clock I've been at work all day and then I call to check on you and the first thing that you talk about is a fucking argument now that doesn't mean we can't have heated discussions that doesn't mean if, if i did something that was foul or that you thought was foul or vice versa that i can't bring that to your attention and that brings me to this point i'm sitting here thinking about the the guy the most recent guy um so when i had that conversation with him and i told him the two things that i wanted was someone to you know be intimate with me on a consistent and regular basis and to keep us, you know, work to keep a smile on my face. He said, so I don't do that? I said, no. He said, uh, I don't fuck you good? I said, no. Uh, I said, you live about 20 minutes away from me. And many times it takes you, I mean, it takes me longer to get to your home than it does for you to perform. That pisses me off. That's a wasted fucking trip, you know? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. If you're tired can say that you know or if you just or you just want my company then just say that but don't have me under the pretense that you oh my god that you about to do this that and the third and then i get there and it's like you can't do anything so i done wasted my damn gas to drive 20 minutes there 20 minutes back and disappointed you had one fucking job one and so when i talked to your brother about this he was like until you just hell i said no sweetheart i'm not just hell but like you said at the beginning i've worked extremely hard it wasn't given to me when i think about when i had my house i never missed a payment i never got any help to pay my mortgage i never got any help to pay my car note though those were were my expenses whether somebody helped me or not my my current place my loft i don't get no one has ever paid my 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 note. No one has has paid my car note on my BMW. That's in my name. The only car that hasn't been in my name. Word like, is you know like you said, it's your responsibility to get yes. care of. And so, so you know, and, you know and you, every month you have to have a responsibility. Exactly. If Tom, Dick, and Harry was paying for it. It's your responsibility, Tom. Pay this, Dick. I got to orchestrate it. You know what I'm saying? You, gotta, you know, even, you know, I'm not saying this your situation. I'm, it's not. But I'm just saying, even if it was, like, like you said, this your responsibility. Right. And so when I think of that, like I was telling your brother, I said, sweetheart, I'm responsible for everything. I said, it has nothing to do with living outside my means. But if I want to live comfortably 
and I'm the only one that's bringing in money, I got to bring in money that's enough for two damn salaries. Because I don't have that, 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 that extra help. I've never been privy to that extra help. So my tolerance has nothing to do with being rude, has nothing to do with being a bitch. It's just that my tolerance is not where some other woman's tolerance would be. Because I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to give you my time, if I'm going to give you my energy, it better fucking be worthwhile. You know, another thing, I, I hate when people box people into the same category. Like what you said about Malik, and like you know, this just for an example. He was like, "What? What you say?" He said, "How like, you gonna I'm say this for an example and you don't know what you said?" <laughs> I, I he was telling how me. It made me feel. <laughs> he said he told me that I was hell. Oh yeah, he said you hell, whatever. Like you, he, him, BJ, they have a big thing about saying everything is toxic or women are this and men are the women are this and that. But it's just like you can't put everyone into the mm. same box or in the same category and I don't like that like you you and I would deal with two different men and it's you know and it's because excuse me you or you just you're different I'm different mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying we're not gonna deal with the same people and men shouldn't treat us the same mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying that's where I'm getting at and like whereas someone like Malik would put both of us in the same category. We're not. Yeah, because you know he did that today. He was talking. He was talking shit, and he said, "You know what, Auntie? I'm not talking to another Delta because all y'all crazy." And I said, "Son, I need you, you to stop have doing to that." Deal with people on a case on, by case, on a case basis. by case category. You have to give everyone a clean slate. If mm-hmm. you're not willing to do that, then leave them alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or deal with a woman that you already. You know, I don't know. I just don't like that. Some men just look at a woman and say, "Oh, you're this type of woman, or you're mm. this." And you're You've this, already and you're sized that. me you up, already, and I understand that. Some, you know, of course, we as humans, we want to, you know, we point people out, pick them out, but don't just put me in this box. Even I, I look at people and be like, oh, "Okay, you know, I try to put them and see who they are and stuff like that." But I give them a chance to explain themselves through their actions and who they are to me mm-hmm. before I just say. This is who you are. I give you a chance to say who you are first. Because mm-hmm. what, what what grinds my gears is I treat men. Now, I do. I haven't always, I have to be honest, I haven't always been open-minded in this respect. But I give anybody that comes into my life a clean slate. And I expect them to do the same thing for it's me. It's hard. It ain't always no, easy. No, at all. But it's just, you know. And then I, the expectation is that they give me a clean slate at all. If you mess with a light-skinned short chick before who was curvy, don't put me in the same damn boat as her. Or We're not one and the same. We're two totally different people. So allow me to be who I am. Don't go into it with this expectation that because I fit the mold of how this other woman was, that, oh, Edwina, she's going to be that same way. Or Gambia, she's going to be that same way. No, allow me. Uh, who was it? Oh, Jay-Z. Allow me to introduce myself. myself. You know, don't you come up with an introduction yeah, or the stereotype that you think I'm, yeah. right, that you think I am. And so, um, I don't know. So many things are just going on in my head as we're, as we're having this conversation. Me too. I'm trying to keep track of everything. Right. I want to say while you talking, I'm like, ah. My mind's going like. Well, you go. No, not just right now, but I'm just saying, like, you know, during this whole conversation, I'll be like, mm, when you say something, I'll be like, mm, keep that in mind. When you say something else, I'm like, mm, okay, that's a good point, too. But yeah, it's just. I, I just feel like a lot of people, it would be. I don't know. I can't tell everybody what to be. But for me and somebody that I would deal with, we were talking about this at one of my homegirls' house. Like, she's dealing with this guy. And she feel like she just has to have a man. You know, she'll leave from work just to go leave and drive two, an hour or two to go to his hometown to see where he at and who he fooling with and what he doing and stuff like that. She was like, what would you do in that situation? And I'm like, I don't if have the I time. called him and he's not where he's supposed to be or he his phone is dead and he don't call me till the next day, the mid of the day, 
what mm-hmm. I, I'm not have to go I'm not finna go chase him mm-hmm. where and he's not at home mm-hmm. he's just, I just gotta ride through the whole city to see where he I'm Mm-mm. not finna do all that Mm-mm. what's the point you know what I'm saying stop talking to people and stop dealing with people who don't like you because mm-hmm. apparently he don't like you exactly if he's if he don't have this you know He's made it, it sounds like he's made it very clear. I'm sitting here thinking when you said driving. <laughs> so I, I dated a guy um, once before that lived five minutes away from me. And maybe, maybe six, seven tops. And uh, he asked me one time, he said, do you ever drive by my house? For what? And he said, well, I know when you're at home because you're a fucking stalker, you know. I don't I don't have a reason. First of all, even though you're like, let's just say seven minutes away from me or he was seven minutes away from me, I didn't go in the direction unless I was coming over there. That that would mean mm-hmm. I'm going out of my, out way. my way. And then even if I had, what am I gonna do? You think I'm gonna knock on the door and be like, Who is this do, do you know how crazy you that see sounds? These girls on Twitter, she was like, You ain't a real girlfriend until you drive past his house and touch the hood of his car to see if it's hot or not. I don't have the time or the energy like, wow. to do that. And when so I come up, I never did that one. Before. No, no, I, I didn't thought about that. No, I, I, I have to be honest. When you know, when I was in my early twenties, I did do some some young child stuff. stuff yeah, but, but that, I was just saying, no. like that one, that was it. I was like, I ain't never thought about that one. No, but I have done my first year. But and I'm glad, honestly, that I can look back on it and be, you know, be be transparent that I did do that. But what made me stop doing it is I had a conversation with myself. And this is something that a lot of people do not want to do. What I'm about to say is be by your fucking self to learn what it is that you like and you don't like. Because it's easy. Right. Because it's easy to say that, you know, I keep attracting guys like this. Or if it's a man, I, I keep attracting women like this. But maybe, just maybe, the issue is with you. And somebody would be like, well, what did you like? You'd be like, if you can't tell a person, hey, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, this is my emo, this is what I bring, food? yeah, this is what I bring to take. I don't need you telling me what you want out of it. And, and I, I this needs to be reciprocated. No, that's not. That's not how it works. Want. And so it took me understanding and learning more than anything my worth. And if I got to go through all of that. To keep up with you, to date you, to talk you, to feel a certain kind of way about you, I don't need to be with you. I am a very, very busy woman. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the mental or the physical capacity to run after a guy like this. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that. At this point, if we're going to be together, we're going to fucking be together. We're going to be. Time, baby. Yeah. The girl, she, you know, if, if the girl's topic got two kids, you got two kids. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? So you leaving your children to go do something. Chase somebody? It's not that then serious. y'all haven't been together a year. Yeah. Not even a year. Not even half a year. But see, that goes back to the expectation Why game. Why do you need to have a man that bad to where, you know... I think society's constructs have a lot to do with that. People feel the need that, you know, by this point in my life... Um, you know, I'm supposed to be married. I'm supposed to have X amount of children. I'm supposed to have X amount of money. You know, if I go to I college, two kids, yeah, two different baby daddies. I, you know, I don't want to be lonely. And no, and by myself, I have to have a man to validate me. And like, girl, I, I just was saying, you know, people talking about. It, I was like, I, well, I said, oh well, I hope she find herself sooner than later. You know what I'm saying? People say she's stupid and stuff. I'm like. Maybe, but I hope that she finds herself sooner or later because it's more to your life than to chasing up behind. And she's older than me. It's more to your life than chasing up behind somebody that don't want to be chased. Yeah, I saw this meme that said if you're gonna do do if you're gonna do dumb shit, at least do dumb shit over a man. It said nigger, but at least do dumb shit over a man that's worth being dumb about. No, oh, I said I said now. Had I been in a marriage for maybe 10 to 15 years and, you know. You are so country. You said 10, 15 years. (laughs) 10, 15 years and he out here doing something and I have to go pull up on him and stuff like that and snatch him up by his ear and be like, all right, come on. That's different. You've been dating somebody for five months. Mm -hmm. You're doing all this. 
And you're letting me know right I, then. I'm not guaranteed to do that after 10 to 15 years, but I'm just saying, you know. Just things are a little different. Who provoke you mm-hmm. after that time? You know, we've been together all this time. You think you do this to me? You know what I'm saying? What no, Who knows what can, can provoke you after that point? But five months mm-hmm. and you let somebody grab a hold of you and your morals and everything that it is to you. Everything that you hold true to yourself to let you get outside of your character like that. But I think a lot of times when that happens is because the individual, like I said before, is not confident and secure in who they are, uh, uh, you know, as a as a person. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, I'm not going to do certain things that I probably would have done in my 20s for a number of reasons. I've grown. You know, life has taught me a lot. And it has taught me that if I got to get out of character, like the guy I'm talking about, he asked me one time, he was like, you know, um, if if you got mad at me, would you not have sex with me? I said, well, let me explain something to you. First of all, I don't get mad often. I said, because I blow a lot of shit off. Mm-hmm. But if I got mad at you, I wouldn't deal with you, period. Because that means that you've taken me to a place that I know is only going to be detrimental to me. Mm-hmm. Now, pissed and I off. I have to deal with that. Right. I can just stop talking to you. And walk away. Now, piss me off, of I course. What I do that with right now is late. He pissed me off on an everyday basis. I'm going to have to show you some pictures when we get done with this podcast he just be blowing me up that's a whole yeah a whole nother story it just came up off my head I can imagine um but I forgot what was I saying about this dude and how they can you're not going to let anybody make you mad, baby. Oh, yeah. So, I was like, you know, if I get to that point, then I just, you know, point blank, period, don't need to deal with you anymore. But if you piss me off, no. I was like, I think, you know, to again, to each his own, um, if you piss me off, no, I'm not going to say I'm not going to have sex with you. We're going to address whatever the situation is. Doesn't mean that we're going to come to a complete solution. But after we come to whatever agreement or whatever for that particular time... Our life goes on. I'm not a nagger. You know, I'm going to tell you what you did, tell you what I don't like, and I expect you to do the same thing for me. And then we keep it pushing, you know. But I'm not one of those chicks where I'm going to get upset and then I'm not going to talk to you for two, three weeks. If I don't talk to you, yeah, if I don't talk to you for two, three weeks, then that means that I can continue. And the same for you. If you can go two to three weeks without talking to me, then let it continue to go that way. Now, with him, when I said I hadn't talked to him in a couple of weeks, it was because I told him where I stood. And I guess it took him, you know, two weeks to process that. But it wasn't because I was upset or because I was mad. It's just that I didn't see it going anywhere. And I felt that I should tell him, look, I don't see this going anywhere. So, you know, instead of just like, uh ghosting you i'm gonna be up front and i'm gonna tell you and i'm you know i'm not stupid when i told him you know about the the whole incident i mean the the incidents where it takes me longer sometimes to get to his home than his actual performance Mm -hmm. my intention was not to you know bruise his ego but i needed him to know sweetheart you're not meeting me where i actually need you to meet me and it's you not a, a bit too much dip on your chip. exactly you need to take some of that dip off your chip and realize that the performance that you think that you're actually providing you're really not providing and i don't know about you i've been on this planet a little at least in this capacity a little bit longer than you have well a lot longer than you have but in my experience when a man talks about this just took me in a whole different direction when a man talks about his sexual performance and he can do this and he can do that nine times out of ten he can't. And it just is what it is. Me, uh, this is probably the first time in history that I've openly talked about what I like. And I don't ever go into explicit details. I just say that I have a high sex drive or what have you. And so I don't talk to a man about that. If we ever make it to that opportunity to do that, then you'll find out then. And then I can open up. But me just meeting you 
and having that conversation. Mm-hmm. No, I don't. I don't feel that that's a need for me to do. It's like when people see me dress with fifty thousand colors on. And it's exaggeration, but when they see me with different colors, like the other day, I went out. No lie, I had the uh, you know like the Lativa sandals with the straps. Mm-hmm. I had a pair of them on. It's cool outside. So I had some blue and orange polka dot ankle socks. Um, I don't remember what color those damn jogging pants were that I had on. I had, oh, black. I had some black jogging pants on with a pink and white shirt and a cranberry Sherpa jacket. Yeah, had a lot going on. But do you think that I felt any kind of, I know, I, I lost <laughs> count how many colors and patterns I had going on. But when I have gone over to guys' home, you know, after hours or whatever, and they look at what I have on, and they're like, well, we now want you to go somewhere with me, but I don't know if you're going to meet the dress code. Excuse me? Say what? Trust me. I know how to put clothes That's on. What I'm saying. You think I'm finna change for who? Right. I, when, when the, uh, when the, you know, the, um, the, what word am I looking for? When the occasion calls for it? Yeah. I know how to put on but if i'm just if i'm in my business and doing my thing and i'm just around the house right i'm in my zone i needed to go to the store if, and i needed to socks that i put on denise the socks that i put right on. and here was the thing i didn't feel like putting tennis shoes on those sandals were like um exactly all i had to do was yeah. a couple Same of velcro tennis. snaps and keep like it pushing i don't want to put on jeans and stuff mm-hmm. like i don't want i want to wear something loose so i'm just like I'm just gonna put on these jogging pants. I'm gonna put on this sweater. I might put on that navy and uh, yellow sweater with some gray jogging pants and these <laughs> cheetah print boots. And I go to the store or go somewhere anywhere, and I'm comfortable. Mm-hmm. I feel good. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, excuse me. And and I've run into guys that well, I have run into guys over the years that they'll say stuff like that, and then when they see me put clothes on they're like oh my god and i say yeah because you ain't want me now yeah it's because you you stereotype me and you thought that this is how i and even if i did if that's what makes me comfortable you just look at me and be like like i got a lot of homies they just look at me and be like come on let's go or they don't even say nothing they just look at me and like uh the dad had on my glasses i Mm -hmm. called you and facetime you about they just look at me nine times out of ten. They'll look at me and be like, "Come on," <laughs> because you, like, you're they're starting to understand that this is just who you are. That's like locking my hair. This has been an extreme journey for me because I have like baby soft hair and then it's naturally curly. And so for the longest, I thought, well, you know, I want my dreads or my locks. You know, to be, you know, very neat. I need to make sure that they're twisted all the time. And I said, that's not what locks are, you know, because that's not how life is. Sometimes we're going on a straight and narrow path. And then sometimes we go into this curve. And then sometimes we veer off. Sometimes, you know, like the sign says, slippery when wet. Sometimes we slide off. We go straight out of plain sight. So I was like, Ewena, it's called a journey for a reason. So your locks are not supposed to be uniformed in the way that you think they are. And it made me realize, I understand now another facet of why people say that it's a journey because one minute, Gam, sometimes my locks will go all in the same direction. And then sometimes they go in in 30 different directions or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it helped me to see that, Wiener, that's the beauty my hair journey is helping me in my everyday journey that sometimes they're going to be twists and turns. Sometimes you're going to be happy and sometimes you're going to be sad as hell. Sometimes you're going to be depressed. Sometimes you're going to be anxious. And so if my hair has the sense to tell me that, then I have to understand that same thing when it's it comes. It's a small spectacle of what life really is. Exactly. A small little analogy of what life really is. I know we're going off on a tangent, but this, I, this is how I feel about things too. It's just, I have to tell myself the same thing. And it's not right. And it's not like I'm saying in order to be with me, you got to understand that I'm some super complex individual. No. One thing I realized, one thing I used to always be like, Oh, you know, people like, you know, you know, 
I used to get a lot of guys to say, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they was like, what's wrong with you? And I used to try to convince myself that I wasn't crazy. And you know what? I'm not, but I am. Crazy? If that makes sense. Yeah. Everybody is. That's to a certain saying. degree. And that's why I'm just like, it used to be like, oh, I'm not crazy. You know, people be like, I thought it was so cliche for women to say that they were. But I, you know, I'd be like, I'm not crazy, but I'm me. Yeah, and you, you know got I mean? you you like, have to understand. That's what this it's whole... a little unorthodox for right. some people, but what I do works for me, mm-hmm. and that's me. That's how I get down. That's how I do certain things. That's how I think. I have certain tics. Like <laughs> yesterday, it was crazy because on my way here, some people say it's a. Uh, What's it called? Kids have a learning disorder. Dyslexia? It started with an A. Asperger? No, that's not. Uh, uh, attention? Mm-mm. Uh, shit, I don't know. It started autism. With autism. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is an autistic trait, but when I was driving, Malik has a shuffle, and it tells how many songs that he has on his catalog. And so I was trying to match what song that we were on. Say if we were on song 200, I was trying to match it with the mile marker. Mm-hmm. And he like started it from song one. Mm-hmm. He started over and it kind of ticked me. And I was like, what are you doing? I was like, I was trying to do something here. And he had to, he had to go all the way to 200 again. It's just little things like that. It's not a big thing. But that's just, that's just like how your something brain works. small that's just like, dang, you know, it's, I was trying to compete with myself to be like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to try to get to mile. If I'm on song 200, I'm trying to get to mile marker 200. Mm-hmm. Something is, you know, something small like that. People be like, oh, that's weird. But it's just little things. No, like that's that. just how your brain operates or whatever. And so um, to wrap up what we're, you know, what we've been talking about. Basically, you have to be with somebody who accepts you for where you are at that particular or, you know, at your particular phase in life. And where I am, I it is lovely. It is. I mean, I'm full of joy. I'm full of peace. Mm-hmm. I have my days. People piss me off. That That's just being human. Yeah. But I refuse to give time and energy to any man that I know that he is not helping me on my trajectory of where I'm supposed to be. Doesn't mean. Right. It doesn't mean that every guy that I come into contact with, he has to be that guy because it's called character development for a reason. So as I continue to, you know, continue this trajectory, then like I said before, you don't know what you want until you realize what you don't want. And um, I'm going to end with that. I want to say thank you again for appeasing me and coming um, on the podcast again. And until next time.